Hello my friends and welcome to the Game Resort Podcast. Now, this may sound a small bit different is because I'm holding my microphone this time. But welcome back. I know, I've been gone for a while, not personal problems, issues with the files corrupting a lot. And that just got on my nerves, so I decided to take a bit of a break. But guess what? We're back. And this, for once, gonna be a different style of it um podcast. Not podcast episode. Instead of me talking about a single single game, I'm going to be listing my top 10 favourite games. So, without further ado, let's get started. So, starting off at number 10. By the way, if it's at number 10 or any position other than like first, second or third, it doesn't mean I don't like the game. It just means the other games are like above it. Now, up at position 10 is Resident Evil. Now, I first started playing Resident Evil by playing Resident Evil 7. Then I played 1 and 2 and then 8. That may sound a bit janky of an order to play it in, but yeah. Resident Evil, as I've told you before, is a great game. It's a horror game with some action in it. Based on, like, but it has basically based on companies making viruses and trying to ruin the world and everything. Now, while Resident Evil is a good game, the only reason it ranks as 10 is because from what I've seen and I've seen from the games I've played, it hasn't been the best, not since not since about around four, maybe even some of three. But I can say that out of all of them, since the decline of Resident Evil, the best one from not from like the not from like the whole you know, newer aspect from the whole fact it's scary as well as some action. It would have to be Resident Evil 7 because that really, like, that didn't have tons and tons of action that made it just absolutely insane where you just find everything at every corner. It had the horror aspect as well. Being chased around a house by an like, maniac and a family, it's really, it really worked, but because of like the other games in the series, it's going to have to rank at number 10. And in number 9's position, we have Fallout and the series as a whole. Now again, Fallout is an amazing series. We've had great games like Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 3. Even Fallout 4 is quite good, apart from the whole more role-playing aspect. But we all know what happened to Fallout 76, if you've heard of it. We don't need to go into too much detail there. Fallout as a series, it's set in like the apoc- in apocalyptic America after nukes were launched by the Chinese. Not fun. And, you know, big war and everything. And, well, yeah, the nukes were launched and it destroyed everything. And each of the Fallout games takes place in a different part of America. But, yeah, it's a good series with, some- with a lot of good games in it. But since what happened with Fallout 76, it's going to have to rank at number 9. And the number eight spot, we have Outlast. Now, this is a game I've planned to talk about, and I probably will talk about in the future. But, it has to be one of the scariest and one of my favourite horror games. The only reason, the only reason it is taking play, it is taking the eighth, yeah. The only reason it's taking the eighth spot is because, again, of a sequel 
because of Resident, not not because of Resident, because of Outlast 2. Now, Outlast 2, don't get me wrong, it was scary. It had probably three times as much gore as any of us wanted, and it was disturbing. But there wasn't as much hiding and that whole aspect of, you know, hide, get away from the enemies, don't look, just hide from them. It wasn't that much of that, it, and most of it was running, and that really ruined it. Because you were running every lock, every couple of minutes, and it just got annoying. And that's why, even though it's one of my favourite horror games, that's why it's taking this spot in the list. Now, for number seven, we have Crash Bandicoot. Now, I've talked about Crash Bandicoot before, and I've said it's one of my favourite games. And, well, there's not really a big reason why it's taking number seven spot. It's just because of the fact there's loads of other games that I grew up with and no offence to Crash Bandicoot fans but prefer more just because of my personal taste. Don't get me wrong though, Crash Bandicoot is one of my favourite games. That's why it's in my top 10 list and I've played hundreds of games. So, yeah. But Crash Bandicoot really is an amazing game where obviously you're Bandicoot called Crash. You're doing parkour and in some of the games trying to find your wife or something i don't know there's a lot of different stories for the different games and it gets a bit confusing at some points but crash bandicoot is taking my number seven spot and in my number six spot we have sea of thieves sea of thieves i thought has to rank quite high because again one of my fa obviously one of my favorite games game that i love a lot due to the whole it really changed something and really did something with the fact of controlling different aspects of the ship, firing the cannons, you know, now there's beds you can sleep in, wasn't it? Being able to control the sails, steering, anchor, everything, it really changed that, rather than just getting into, like, an Assassin's Creed Black Flag perspective of just, you know, getting in the ship and just moving it around with a joystick. It really changed it, and that's what I loved about it. And the only reason it's taken this place is because of a community, and I'm not going to say any more about that. Now, onto the number five spot, we have Grand Theft Auto. No, we don't. <laughs> Great, you find out one of the other game set lists actually higher up. Number five spot is Minecraft. There's not a particular reason why it's like here again. It's just for the same reason as Crash Bandicoot because there's loads of other games that I love. But Minecraft is a great game. I remember playing it when it first came out on the Xbox 360 and. Oh my god, I loved it. That was back when there was like no creative mode as well, I believe. Or was it the opposite? There was no survival. I'm not sure. Hmm. Anyway. Enough on that. And, well. One thing I'd just like to address, actually, about the Sea of Thieves community. Just like most of gaming communities. It is something called. Toxic. And there are parts of it that are toxic. Now, if you don't know what I mean, then, well, you better you play a game like it first. But, the, but there's a reason that I want to bring up the toxic parts of the gaming community. And the reason for me addressing that is because hackers. Now, as I'm sure you're all aware, people can get hacked along, hacked on games a lot, which is not good. And a lot of the time, it's the gaming community, especially the people that pull people's IPs. It really is stupid. Like, the people who DDoS people's Xboxes and that. But luckily, you can be protected from that. 
don't know how. Well, NordVPN. Now, as I'm sure you'll probably see in the episode description as well, NordVPN is a sponsor of today's podcast. So I just want to do a little bit of, you know, improvisational talk about them because we all know I can't be bothered to write things down. So that's just a bonus. Now, as I'm sure you've heard, NordVPN is obviously a VPN, which means a vir- virtual private network. And they work to protect your data from hackers as well as your keep as well as your keeping your data and searches untrackable. Now you may be wondering what I mean by untrackable. Well, it turns out even if you use private browsing or whatever, your government is still no your government no not government. The government legally requires your ISP, internet service provider, to keep logs of what you do online for up to twelve months. Now, that just doesn't sit right with me. And by the way, that's in the UK. But like I said, that just doesn't sit right with me. Because they can look into your search list at any time. But not if you've got NordVPN. They'll put your data through they'll put your tech data through a secure tunnel and make sure that your data is encrypted and your ISP can't track what you're doing online. Now, as well as protecting your data, NordVPN has many other flood good features to it. One of them being, as I'm sure you're aware, you may have a show or something that is geo-restricted, so you can't watch it in England. Well, with NordVPN, you can switch to one of their servers in another country because guess what? They have up to six. They have up to five thousand servers in sixty different countries. Now that is good. But if you do, if you switch to one of the other countries, you can access regional geo-locked content on on streaming services such as Netflix, for example. I went onto Japanese Netflix to try watch Demon Slayer for no reason, even because I can watch it on Crunchyroll. I just wanted to try it out, and it worked. I got onto Japanese Netflix. Granted, Japanese Netflix only has Japanese subtitles, and while I'm learning it, I can't read it fully yet. So, yeah, but still, it works. Now, some of you may travel. I personally don't. But if you use public Wi-Fi's in places like airports, restaurants, whatever, I don't, I don't know what people that travel do. If you use public Wi-Fi's there, hackers target a lot of them because they're not protected, so they can access your data. But like I said, not with NordVPN. Now, I'm sure you may have heard rumours about VPNs slowing your internet like speeds down and everything. That is a lie. Well, not fully. Free VPNs and those VPNs that you know claim to be really good when you don't have to pay anything, they don't work the best. NordVPN, it does. It's cheap and it works really well. Cause I mean, like I've been using it and it hasn't slowed my internet down one bit. So that's just two bits, two good things in one: protected data and still good internet speeds. So yeah. If you want NordVPN, well, you can get it. You can grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash thegameisup. No capitals or spaces, by the way. Or use the code thegameisup, no capitals or spaces, to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and a little month for free and a bonus gift. It's completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. I mean, what's not to love about it? Just get NordVPN. It'll protect your data and keep you safe. Is that not what you want? Because it's certainly what I want, and it's certainly what I have. Now, back onto the actual topic of the podcast. Okay, my friends. Now, we are down 
to the last four. And in the magic fourth position will be Girls Frontline. Now to anyone who knows me, you will know I play this game on a daily basis. So you might be thinking, how for you is that fourth and not top? Put it simply, it's a game I only started a couple of years ago. And I do love the game, but there are some games that have always been with me. Well, not always been with me. Actually, yeah, a lot of them been with me since I started gaming and I still love. So, Girls Frontline is an amazing game. It's an anime game, like, sort of post-World War Three, Like, these robot girls and everything. I think you should check it out. Check out my episode on it. But, yeah, that's going to take the fourth position. Now, drum roll, please. That was an awful drum roll. We are down to the top three. And in third place, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed is an amazing game, or was. Now, unlike the other games, this isn't losing out of place based on its sequels. Because Assassin's Creed has had loads of games, but they are loads of good games. And I'm actually one of the rare people that like Assassin's Creed Black Flag or Valhalla. Because they were fun games, I did really love them. They had a lot in them, the design was beautiful especially the graphics and well obviously it's what you're an assassin in it simple but assassin's creed one of the games that have been with me for years and i've loved so it's taking the third spot now number two we have skyrim skyrim is again one of my all-time favorite games since my sister showed me it not too about a year or two after it came out I've loved it ever since. I've been playing it since like 2013 and it has not got boring for me. I've completed it loads of times but I still love it because it's so fun. It is glitchy because it's a Bethesda game but it is just so much fun and I love it. And it's again another game you should check out. It's really great. The combat in it, the story, the quests, everything. It's all just amazing. And now, again, drum roll please. In first place, we have, and this may not be a surprise to anyone who, who knows me, Halo. Now, if you had listened to my Halo episode, you'd know Halo is the very first game I ever played on the original Xbox. I remember playing it at my nan's house on the original Xbox, and it was amazing. Halo was so great, and honestly, I wish I could go back to that time when I'd played it for the first time. Especially playing it on that old Xbox because it was such a beautiful experience getting to play a game like that and that being one of my first games. It's just, it's just amazing. Now, again, I've done an episode on it, so if you want to find out about that, go check out the episode. But this is a shorter episode than usual, about uh, 15 minutes. Actually, that could be sometimes normal episode time for me. Thank you for listening to this episode all the way through if you've made it this far. Don't forget, go to nordvpn.com uh, forward slash the game is up, no spaces or capitals, or use the promo code the game is up again, no space or capitals, at, on NordVPN to get a discount of your year to get a discount of your NordVPN subscription, an additional month for free, and a bonus gift. It's just amazing. You need to get it. So Thank you for listening to my top 10 favourite games. 
and I'll see you all next week when I'll probably be doing my top 10 least favourite games. So that's going to trigger a lot of people, especially if you like them games. Thank you, happy listening, and goodbye.